This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join us today as we look back at possibly the worst game of football Stevenage have ever played. Welcome to Borough Pods. Not much point beating around the bushes there. It was fucking abysmal. Hi, Pat. Hi. I like the fact you've started with a massive hyperbole and then we can work our way down to kind of the truth <laughs> of it. Uh, yeah. High Greg. Yeah, that first half was dreadful. <laughs> Hi, Greg. Hi, Nate. Hi, Nate. Yeah, well, I don't think it was just the first half, in fairness. I thought the whole thing was an absolute shit show, but... First half is definitely the worst part. I think there were worse parts than the first half, personally, but my experience was very different to yours. Um, <laughs> we've got a uh, we've got a we've got a debutant on the uh, show today, Mikey from uh, East Terrace Club. How you doing, pal? Not bad, thank you, Nate. Um, obviously, not the the best the best episode to make my debut on, but I mean, there's plenty to talk about. Um, a big banana skin and we slipped on it but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to going through it with you chaps uh, banana skin's a stretch small of a fucking slip and slide wasn't it tripped <laughs> um, over a twig and broke our nose yeah uh, yeah let's uh, let's, talk, let's talk about the game shall we or should I get my rant out, out of the way first I don't know well I mean that started pre-game didn't it so get that out of the way first it did Set the scene so, for how the rest of your day was there. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, yeah. So, I mean, we all know that they are non-league, right? I think, I'm not sure if they're a full-time outfit. Um, so, you go to these things. I Obviously, people listen to this now by now probably are aware that I work in the media I work for Opta I go and sit in the media a bit with Dean and Steve and Neil and Alfie and Aaron and you know do do stats basically um that's that's a very that's watering it down slightly but do stats is what I do at games um <clears throat> so I, t- I, I I arrived not expecting amazing facilities but you know something uh, um, and they just showed, showed me they 
they, they took ages to find me on the list. So I was right at the bottom because I was the last person added. Um, then I, uh, they showed me to my seat, which was just in the main stand with the, uh, the, the Maidstone fans. So I sat down and then I heard, you know, why are you man from up there? And, uh, Neil, Neil was taking a piss out of me. That's it's a really bad Geordie accent. I know. I don't really care. Um, Thanks, <laughs> he, uh, he's taking a piss out of me for being down with the peasants, um, in with, the, in with the fans. And I was like, well, yeah, this is a bit wrong, isn't it? Cause you know, and then you I shot him in the eyes of the paintball and then we carried on. <laughs> That's an obscure nineties reference that only 10% of our listeners will get, but I appreciate it. He's blind. Um, anyway, um, then I, um, uh, oh, see, I'm going to have to rename this episode to like something about time now, aren't I? Um, anyway let's get back to the point um i uh i went back and said that i'm media there's no power i use a laptop for the game and you know the laptop will die after about 10 minutes of use without a battery because that's what laptops do these days um is there any wi-fi i saw the media gantry can i not go in there and uh from the off they were just very confused about who I was and why I was there and well, we, we all are yeah but incredibly dismissive of the fact that I was in the media and and and, and stuff and I and I you know I can appreciate that they were busier than they've probably been since 2014 probably um and they had more media attendees than they've ever had before but I just thought, you know, you didn't have to... I mean, one guy was literally asked me four or five times, who are you? Who? Who are you? Who? I was just like, fucking hell. All right. Calm down. I've told you several times. If you haven't got anywhere else for me to sit and go, fine. I can make... I can make do. You know, I can I, I can handwrite my notes if I have to. Um, blah, 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 blah. Which, you know, I did. Um but it just wasn't a good experience from that point on, really. Um, so I went and got got situated and set up as best I could where I was. Again, no no power outlet, no Wi-Fi, so I couldn't use the laptop um, to do my job. So I had to go the old school method of paper and pen. Um, <clears throat> not only that, because it's not because it wasn't televised in the UK, the game was uh, it's called a tier eleven game, which means. Um, I have to call out absolutely every like touch of the ball, who it is. It's it, it's it's fun when you're in the main stand in in the middle of things with everybody screaming around you. You're trying to tell somebody on the end of a on the end of a phone what's going on. It was fucking awful. Um, but before even that, um, I was like, well, all right, there's no media room. So I'll go buy some food. That's fine. I don't mind. I'm not late. I don't need free fucking pies everywhere <laughs> I go. Um, so I went and uh, I went and the uh, the way the way things are situated at the ground, um, there's like a there's a row of sheds 
behind the uh, like the terrace for the home fans behind behind the goal opposite where the away support is. And I was like, oh, that's quite cool. You know, it's a bit sort of like bit of character, right? That's what that's what people call shit grounds, right? Character. <laughs> um, so I walked along. Look, just having a look, and obviously, I had I had my Stevenage like jacket on, so I realised that people would probably give me a look and be confused what I was doing. That's fine, you know. One one bloke was like, "You right, mate?" I was like, "Yeah, just looking for some food." And then you know, he he pointed. There's go down there. There's this that you can get beer here, and I was like, oh, "I don't think I'll be drinking, mate." And he goes, "I don't blame you." Um, Walked and walked along. So you know, like I, I, did, I explained to him obviously that I'm media and that I'm in the main stand. So it's this or nothing. He was like, "Fair enough." On you, enjoy the game. Go on. Good luck. Whatever. Decided I didn't want any of the food that was there because it was all looked a bit crap. To be honest, as football football say, food does. So I walked back towards, and at that point, just a couple of clowns. Um, you fucking lost, mate. To which I replied, no. He goes, I think you're lost, mate. So I explained, I'm Stevenage Media, I'm not, not even Stevenage Media really, but Stevenage Media, I'm not lost. I'm in the main stand. He goes, no, I think you're fucking lost, mate. And then I was like, all right, whatever. And walked on. You know, you sort of, unfortunately, you half expect this sort of stupid tribal behaviour, don't you? Of football matches, particularly with some of these lower league teams, I guess. And uh, yeah, it's him and him and three of his two of his mates followed me to like the end of the the food and food and drink bit where they couldn't go couldn't go on because they couldn't like take their beers out. Anyway, and I made it down to the other end, into the away end. Um, well, towards the towards the away end to try and get some food, uh, but it's just everything that went on from start to finish like as a club it was just horrendous I got some I got some abuse um after the game as well which obviously I was always going to get um people leaving the ground seeing me in the stands like looking at me going oh mate wanker that sort of thing um sort of stuff you can ignore there was a bit of like when I was trying to then leave the ground and the, obviously there was a lot of crowds, particularly like I'd, when I had to pass the tunnel, there was a lot of fans coming back off of the pitch. And, you know, there were a few like shoves, um, which I, 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 I didn't want to sort of, obviously I don't want to like turn around and push someone back in, in surrounded by a thousand Maidstone fans when I'm on my own. Um, but, you know, it, I, it, it could have been a case of they were, uh, it was just a bit rowdy because they were all excited. Um, and then obviously walking back to the car surrounded by them, just loads of people seeing Stevenish fan on his, on his own, sort of coming up and walking past and being like, yeah, you were shit. Sort of, you, again, again, that sort of stuff, the usual stuff. There were some lovely people there. Um, this old fella who got to the ground well early, I had a nice chat with him. He told me what their lineup was going to be before it was published and he was spot on f- formation and everything. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was even without the football, it, I wasn't going to come away feeling particularly happy. Although actually if we'd have pumped them, I'd have been like, yeah, have that. you <laughs> So yeah, but it's, 
it, it just wasn't nice. And then to cap it all off, I suppose, on the way on the drive home, saw a dead body on the M25. So, uh, Jesus. lovely, isn't it? Lovely day. No one knows okay, what to say I after did, that. Yeah, I didn't know the result could could have. I didn't think anything could have got worse than the result that day, but <laughs> yeah, clearly yeah. Uh, the journey home was was even worse. Yeah, I mean, actually, I'd say seeing the body was a bit weird, but it weren't worse than it was a great game. To be honest, that was fucking awful. That's <laughs> how bad yes. the game was. That's how bad the game was. That seeing a dead body on the road wasn't worse than seeing the game. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how you, you and you and Mike, uh, Greg and Mikey, who were also there, enjoyed it. I mean, someone lift light in the mood, weren't you? Well, no, I took my, I took my a friend of mine for his first uh, Stevenage away day, as per se, um, and he was really excited for it. And uh, to be honest with you, we had, we, had, we had a laugh. Is, is there any the only thing I can describe? There's a few things that I can go into that made us chuckle about the game, but in terms of the actual performance, was 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 pretty poor um, and I, I, I've got to give a bit of credit to Maidstone to be honest with you I thought they just played a big ugly game and uh, we fell uh, fell victim of it um, but yeah no it wasn't it wasn't the, it wasn't the best day out I've had, I've had worse days out and you can't win them all but you know we had a, we did have our glory a year ago today at Villa Park um, if you said to me We'll beat Villa today, but in a year's time, we we'll lose to Maidstone in the third round. I would have taken that offer all day long. <laughs> On the subject of uh, glory last year, it was a real kick in the bollocks. The club tweeting out about past. Oh, we bo- do you remember when we beat Villa? Do you remember when we beat Newcastle? Yeah, do you remember fucking two days ago when we got knocked out of a really <laughs> winnable draw? We could be in the fourth round to draw off Villa or Newcastle. I don't know what the hell they've got. Paying that much attention, but like, stop kicking us when we were already down from your head. But on fucking Saturday, yeah, time, the, the the dates didn't really time too well, did it? It was um, the draws. The draw was been made. They got they got Ipswich or what? They got Ipswich away, which I know Steve Mitchell draws Ipswich so many times in both cups. So it's not exactly a got a, a good record against Ipswich. Style. I know, I know. We could probably could have done them and got into the I, first, fifth round. I, but I don't, I don't know. Ipswich are fucking good. <laughs> no, I know they're, they're a lot they're better than they are. Miles better. It was a really weird one on on Saturday because I went into the game. And I think me and Pat when we recorded last week, there was like a. I'd say there's a lot to it. Um, I wasn't. I, I kind of always knew it was going to be a bit of a banana skin. It was always going to be that kind of game where you know you could go and trip up and. But I didn't. I didn't think this team would come with the mentality that they brought to that game. And that was probably the most disappointment part. Most disappointing part for me was was you could tell immediately. I think Evans got it wrong first and foremost. I think from a tactical perspective, he got it absolutely wrong. Uh, team choice selected exactly the same. I think. I don't think he, he did us any favors in that regard. You know, should we, you should we quickly read out the tea, the the starting eleven? Nah, they're all pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, go on then. <laughs> no, no, go on. Go on, crack on. Uh, Tay and goal, Wilding right back, Sweeney and Pidge in the middle of the two, then Freeman at left back. Yes, Freeman at left back. Louis Thompson, uh, Terence Van Kooten and Jake Forster, Kasky, uh, midfield with TVC sitting in as a holding midfielder. Then you've got Roberts sitting in front of them in the diamond and then you had Hemings and Reed up top 
got it wrong. Um, uh, yeah, look, I just don't. I just think the 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 biggest frustration for me was the game plan from, and this didn't really change the entire game. Was was us really going way too direct? Um, yeah. They had a, a guy at the back who was about ten foot eight and was just winning every single header. Greenish. It was a, yeah, absolute fucking monster, isn't he? He's he makes, huge. He, he makes Pidge look average in the air. It was unbelievable, like how good he was in the air. But why are you just continually knocking the ball long in the in the hope that one day we might win a header against him? It just was ridiculous. And and if you're going to play that game, you've got a target man sitting on your bench who didn't even get any game time whatsoever. Whether that's because he's injured or whether that's because he's not going to be here much longer and they want to don't want him to get injured, whatever it may be, that's the sort of player you need up against him. Not with respect a Hemmings or a Reed, and certainly not an Elliot List when he came on, unless you change your game plan. There was a couple of times where we, we had the ball down the floor and we were doing all right and we forced a couple of, not really chances, but you know the, the cross from Louis Thompson early in the sort of first half, you know, it was was this, you know, it was a nice little bit of play. I think it was JFC with a nice little through ball, but then it resulted back into you know, lumping it, trying to lump it up the whole game. And I agree with Mikey. I think you have to give Maystone credit because they came here to frustrate, or not came here, they played it to frustrate. But also, I didn't think they were that bad of a side. I thought when they had the ball at their feet, they, they were quite comfortable. Um, they knew, they looked very, very much at, at what we, how we played football and and essentially put together a game plan that, that won. And... Yes, it was a penalty. It probably could have ended up being a nil-nil written all over it game. There wasn't loads and loads of chances. I know we forced some chances in the second half, but it's not the first time this season and not the first time even in the last week that we've had a really poor first half. And that first half was even worse than Portsmouth. Um, it was which, which is Which is showing some because that, that first half against Portsmouth was one of the worst we've seen under Evans. Yeah, it was just, we just didn't, I, we didn't test the keeper once in that first half. We didn't we look like we were going to force anything out of that out of that first half. And again, he, at half time made two changes to to change it up and, and still got it wrong. I think that going to Luther, I understand Freeman was getting isolated for the whole first half, but this just boils down to the lack of squad depth that we have right now. You, all, you, all it took was Dan Butler yeah. not being available, whether that's rested, whether that's injured, whatever it was. Well, he, he, he was he was there. I saw him on the pitch. He was. He was on the pitch, yeah. But he wasn't. Before, but he obviously before, but he, wasn't fit or wasn't no. available for whatever reason. And but you're been, going and putting Nick Freeman out there. He's been doing extra warm-ups at half-time like, for the last three or four weeks, hasn't he? Um, yeah, been, true. Been keep, keeping himself moving. So he's obviously carrying some sort of knock or something that need, means he needs to stay active once he starts. Um, it's going back to the fact that they, you know, they, they had a game plan and they, and they, they, they did their homework on us really well because they, they saw that Pierre Gianni, as good as he is, he's slow as fuck, man. So they put, um, they put Reynolds on him and, Played the ball over to the top, over the top to him all day long. Now that that moment where Pidge got the yellow card, I mean, I think it's. I thought it was gone, not not because yeah, I like it could have been red. Well, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't think it, it was. It was, a, a it was it was a dive. It was a dive. Yeah. I bet he second, was done. Second, he, oh, he was done. Pidge was done like a fucking kipper, right? But the second. Pidge's arm made contact with Reynolds. He just slammed himself to the deck. Yeah, of course you no, would, though, wouldn't you? Minimal, you're, you're, minimal you're contact. Half, you're at the halfway line. 
you're at halfway line. Yeah. There's a chance it could be a red. And in fairness, when when he went to his back pocket, I was thinking you don't you don't go to your back it was, pocket. It was never going to be. It was red. never going to be. It was never going to be a red because you had Lufa and Sweeney. No, no, no. In positions I, to cover. Um, but you don't give you don't give that referee an option, a choice, because no. uh, we'll come we'll come to him in a bit, and he's not the reason we lost this game. But we have to we have we'll to get mention to you, him. Sunshine. Yeah, exactly right. We'll, we'll do things in order, but it's at the end of the day. Like you can't, you can't even let it. I was, I genuinely thought he's gone here, not because he should have been, yeah. not because I agree. I think there, there was cover. Also, I don't think you can send someone off last man when they're at the halfway line. It's just not realistic. But I thought, don't give him a, a chance to get that red out because he was itching. He was itching to give the penalty. He was itching to give any foul, any fifty-fifty. He was itching to give to them every yeah. single time. Yeah. And don't give him an excuse for it. I think, I think there was one that he missed though I've watching back the highlights Dan Sweeney rugby tackled one of their blokes yeah. for yeah. the corners and I was I, I, we, that was in the first half I think because yeah it was on the other end of the pitch I don't yeah. and I saw that back that was I mean that was a penalty kick there if I've ever seen one he gave he gave the one the, the I think the I think the one he gave was a penalty as well but yeah yeah absolutely I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what sort of defending Sweeney's doing there it's, it was just Chaotic. Well, that's, 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 that's been Sweeney thing. since he's come back from injury, isn't it? That's been Sweeney since the end of 2022. That's, he's had a, he had a he had a good start to that 22-23 campaign. His entire 2023 was a complete joke. Really, he was nowhere near the level. <clears throat> he got he got covered by the fact that he was in a very very good back three with Pigeon and Van Kooten. He was only good up until Christmas. After that, he's just been on a constant downward spiral. Yeah, he's still playing, and he's still getting in ahead of centre halves that are better than him. He, he, it's it's getting to the point now where you know you you I I I don't agree that I don't agree with you that his entire twenty twenty three has been that bad. Um, he certainly had in the second half of last season. He certainly had moments where in games where it was like fucking hell, sort your shit out. But he did still have good games, but. We're at a, we're at a phase and we're at a level where the mistakes that he makes will be punished and do get punished. Um, and we and just, they're too frequent. We, that's the thing. Like they're too you can frequent, maybe afford too one a game, but if you're doing it three or four times a game, it's even at the FA Cup level against a team a couple below you, you can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's, it's abysmal. After me, I'm a fan of the dancer. I know he's got a lot of criticism recently, and he is susceptible to the mistake. But I think what what he did last season was, I mean, his his record was unbelievable, and I, I thought he was he, he he does make mistakes. But in the grand scheme of things, he's a lot better than some of the defenders I've seen in the last four or five years. At oh Jesus! I mean, like, I, I think I'm I'm a, I'm a much better, better defender than most most of the defenders <laughs> in the last the four or five seasons. I think. We often think about some of the defenders that we've gone through, and I'm like, he's streaks above him. But it, it, it just shows how far I'll we've gone. <laughs> <laughs> it shows how far we've got. This, the level has stepped up, and we are now sort of criticising on 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 mistakes more than just bad players. Yeah, um, no, I, but, I agree. I agree with that. But yeah. there is absolutely no doubt that that. The second half of last season, there might have been the odd game where he might have played well, sure, but there, there's definitely been a downward spiral. And this year, I think there's a good reason why Forest Green let him go, let's be honest. I know they were absolute shite in League One, even without him, 
but there was a reason why they didn't take him into League One. They obviously felt I mean, that he was he was susceptible to making mistakes he, or that he wasn't he didn't good enough start, to get to that level. He didn't start all that often for Forest Green either the season that they went up. Um he you know, he made as many sub sub appearances as he did start, so he's one of those players, he's 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 his level is very much for me League Two, National League. Like he, he but he's one of those players. He just like, even even on Saturday he came out trying to maraud up the up the pitch for a run, and then had to check back, turn pretty much ninety degrees, and then eventually, luckily this time, didn't actually lose the ball, which normally what he'd end up doing. But he just he got caught out a few times. I think we were playing yeah. an incredibly high line because we were in, certainly in the second half or more in the ascendancy and had and had the ball, weren't doing enough with it, but we were playing a really high line. And when you've got Pidge and Sweeney as your, as your centre-halves, neither of them mm-hmm. are, are quick enough to recover from that. And and they were just almost, they could have picked us off at will. But I think in the end, they were quite happy for us to to waste the possession that we did have. Even though we carved out, I think, several very good chances in that second half. It's, yeah, it's I mean, there was, the one, there, there was the one-on-one that Reid had that... That was Hemmings. Sorry, no. Hemmings had you right. Reed, Reed I mean, had one say, as well. Um, yeah, the keeper say keeper say uh, both. The, I thought the Maidstone keeper was immense. To be honest, yeah, yeah, he was, he, was, he was very good. He, he was very good, but both both times the efforts were right at him. Like, I know he's got to make the save. He's still got to make the saves, but you've got to work him harder. And this is what we've been saying about Reed for God knows how long. If he's got time to think about what he's going to do, it goes straight at the keeper. The read one was was a bit sh- strange in regards to, I think it was different. I haven't seen the, the replay of it or, or the highlights of the game, but it was a bit more under his feet. It was a bit more of a bobble, whereas the Hemmings one, yeah. he was through one-on-one. You, you've got to oh, be yeah. hitting, hitting criminal, the criminal, criminal for a League One striker to miss that. Yeah, Not even but the read, the read work, one, really. the read one I, do, I do think if I'm going to defend him in any way, I would say it was slightly under his feet, but it bobbled up a little bit to him. I still think he should be probably putting it in the back of the net, but I'm not going to criticise him as much as I would the Hemmings one. I think it came from a throw-in or a free kick, and then I think the defender missed it, and it, kind of, it did yeah. take a few bubbles, and then it was kind of like a karate kick that he did. It was kind of like, he kind of like slung his foot, and it did, it wasn't directly at the goalie, but it, I mean, the goalie stuck a quick arm out and reflex poked it away. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't the... But easiest chances wasn't the most difficult, but yeah, as you said, he should have smashed it, smashed it clear. But, but I think Hemmings' chance was a lot easier. The Hemmings one was unforgivable, frankly. Yeah. Just, I mean, he was, he. I mean, you, you've never seen a man so slow breaking off side trap <laughs> like that. And, and you know, one of their players got a yellow card. We got booked for uh, for his complaints about Kane Hemmings having not been flagged offside. But as the ball was played, Hemmings was bang on in line with where I was sat and he couldn't have been more onside if he'd have tried yeah. Lit- literally he was a good yard and a half onside um, the, um, the one the the Harvey White miss oh. which, I, which I thought was was really bad watching it from the other mm. end of the field I know you have a different opinion Nate but yeah. I actually the, the one thing I wanted to mention about that is I was more annoyed at Reed not having a shot from Reed have shot, him, yeah. lay, him, him laying it across to Harvey White I don't think was the right move to make like you scored 19 goals this season have a shot of goal from there. I get you. You know, you might think, oh, you know, this makes it easier for Harvey White, but I, I, I just don't think he should have even laid it across to him. But the miss that was, was compounding a mistake from... with another mistake, though, wasn't it? Because there was one just before yeah. that where yes. Freeman was stood like fourteen yards out, and 
Reeves coming away from goal, trying to make an angle to shoot on his left foot. And if he just leaves it, yeah, Sweeney, Freeman has a good, clear shot on goal. But yeah. didn't look up and see him, and Freeman just stood there like a lemon doing nothing, which, I mean, no comment about trends and stuff, but, like, give him a call, put your foot through it, just have it. He didn't. He did nothing. Yeah. And that's something yeah, to say. So, really. so the angle I had on the white effort was I was sort of in that position where... I was sort of like on the angle right behind White as he struck it. And and it's an awful effort. I've got to say, it was a really bad effort. It was right, a right-footed effort, which obviously he's not a, he's, he's not, he's not a right-footed player. But he's, he's, he skied it, but it wasn't, it wasn't as easy because there were, he had to bend it round like a few, a few players to even get it on target. It was, it was, it wasn't as, it wasn't as sort of cut and fast, easy as, as it looked. It looked it looked horrendous from the away end. It looked like he just ballooned over, and that oh, he could have just, just could have just stroked it in, and it was almost let, like it looked he more absolutely like a he absolutely ballooned it. Don't get me wrong, but like he had to hit it. the way he the way he tried to hit it was the way he had to hit. It. He had to try and get that bend on it because it had to go around two or three defenders. Should we talk about Hemmings's actual worst miss of the game though? Oh, it was, well, it was, t- it was a double, wasn't it? It was well, a read off the bar, Hemmings off the post. Again, about that one. I, again, I have, obviously, I, am, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't watched it back, but Hemmings, it from what I could see, it just came down, hit him, and hit the post. I don't think he knew much about it. Nah, he, he didn't. It, it did literally bobble down, and but it was. I, I, I've not seen. I've not seen the replay. It looked to me like uh, it hit, hit hit the bar, and then he'd gone to put it in, and he just hit it into the side net. Uh, no, he hit the post. He hit the post. Yeah, hit the big one. But it looked like a. I, but I think. I think. I in that sequence, the worst thing was Reed not scoring. He's 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 inside the six yard box, and he's hit the fucking crossbar. It's dreadful. It was another like kung fu kick style shot again. It was like a. He's just snatched. I've seen it back. Yeah, and it like kind of glided, hit the bar, came down to, to Hemmings was standing there. who managed to get foot on it and then hit the post. And it was it was that moment where I realized we, we were never going to win this game. We, we just couldn't yeah. score. That was that was the one which I was like, right, do you know what? that that was around what eight, eighty minutes or so? Maybe yeah, it wasn't seven. long left, was it? I was like, we're no, we're not going to score. We just cannot score on this game. The ref was already counting down by that point. I think we all that really, that really annoyed me about injury time. We literally, I, I can't believe it. I can't uh, believe was, it. The he fucking was, he was goalkeeper was down longer than that. Well, he was looking at so four minutes to start with was every literally everyone around me was just bemused by, and then but the worst part of it for me was was for about from about three, obviously you could see the clock which was like opposite the main stand and from about 93rd minute he was looking at his watch every five seconds yeah and then as soon as he hit 94 he wasn't even looking at his watch he was looking at the clock and at 94 yeah. minutes and three seconds is when he then had blown his whistle and every moron in mainstone run on the pitch so it was it was just he was he was just itching for that game to be over and it was all if he if he if he didn't have a clock right there it wouldn't have surprised me I want to be the giant killer right through yeah, he just—he yeah. wants to be. He, I don't know what it was. It was just a surreal. I don't know. And then he did that um, with. I think it was with. It was either with a free kick or, or might have even been the goal. I can't remember. But there was there was one point I just remember. He gave he gave something. Might even be the end of the game actually. And he did that Mike Dean like. You remember that celebration that he did? Yeah. 
celebrating. He like runs away, like saying it was a goal or something. He did something like that with a free kick. Um, or, no, he um, there was a there, it was when uh when when one of the balls went flat because a few right. ball, a few balls went flat and he dropped the ball to the goalkeeper and then. Full sent, <laughs> full sent it back to halfway. To which the entire stadium went. Oy. It was. To be fair, it was some good pace. It was actually some decent. If, if, if someone had put a free ball to him, he would have gone straight through uh, Pierre and Sweeney. He went like an absolute train. Through. He moved. He moved quicker in that period <laughs> than any Stevenage player moved all day. Um, yeah. I look. look I don't want to blame the referee for us losing because we came up, we we came into the game arrogantly, thinking we'd already won, and we got we got done. We we you know we we did a we didn't turn up to play football. We turned up to see out a result we believed we already had. Um, it, genuinely embarrassing. That every single one of those players should be fucking ashamed. Honestly, honestly, I think if I look back at the entire 90 minutes, the only player I can think of that comes away with any sort of form of, you can hold your head up high because actually you worked hard and you played fairly well is Ben Thompson when he came on at halftime. He was the only per- he was the only player that was making positive moves, trying to drive mm. Stevenage forwards every single time he had the ball. His passing was crisp. It was accurate. He moved. He 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 looked like he wanted it, which which is more than can be said for ninety percent of the other players. Um, I genuinely can't think of any other any other player that I can go. All right, it wasn't your day. Quality wasn't there, but you tried really hard. Maybe Lufa got may, such a rocket at half time. Maybe Lufa. Half. You couldn't tell who was well. It felt like Maester were the highest ranked team of the two if you yeah. just watched it blind you'd have thought oh well yeah it can't be Steven is it, the higher ranked team look at how they're playing they've barely forced a shot we weren't getting any shots in the first half but we did there was a couple of occasions the fullbacks got to the byline and cut it across and but every time there was no one there I think yeah. that happened maybe two or three times so there weren't really chances but as you said yeah, we, they did very much give us a right game in the first half <clears> but just- I, I don't know about you boys, but I, th- I think we should have. We should. I, I think it was more one of those days. I mean, we had f- about five chances that should have should have gone in. I don't really remember them getting what they had. That one header that Ashby Hammond kind of just dived and saved. It wasn't yeah. particularly. Yeah. And when they got that penalty, I thought the penalty. T- I thought that corn, the number eight for Maidstone, had a cracker. To be honest with you, he was pulling yeah. strings. He ran the entire game. His penalty. The number fifteen, was number fifteen, whatever his fucking name is as well, uh, Bone. Sam Bone, is that yeah. him? Sam Bone, yeah. he's a he's a nasty fucker, and he's one of those he's one of those sort of defensive midfielders that you know would would kneecap his nan to win in the third round of the FA Cup. <laughs> um, just he he was he was absolutely everywhere, and he made Jordan Roberts look like a semi pro. It was one of those ones. You have to give them credit one hundred percent in in yeah. regards. They they wanted it more. They were they were they were playing for like. Whereas I was walking out of the ground, there was a Maidstone fan who was saying how oh, we were dirty and we were fouling them constantly. I was like, I was like, look, it wasn't a dirty game. It was just a game where every opportunity the they had to 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 win a free kick, they they'd win it because yeah. because they wanted it more and because they were getting in positions where whether it was getting in between you know the ball and our player or whatever it may be and they were just winning those fouls, breaking it up, making it difficult mm-hmm. for us to get any kind of flow. But yeah. I still think ultimately the reason we lost this game was the original team selection. I don't think that was a game 
I like Forster Kasky a lot, but you want he someone in the middle, the middle like a like a Ben Thompson who's going to run around and actually get in amongst it. Um, and, I, and I like him. I think he's a good player. I think on the ball, he's probably one of the best players we've got. But ultimately, it wasn't the game for him. I don't think they got the shape right. I don't think they got the personnel right. And I don't think they got the tactics right. That's the reason we lost the game. It wasn't the yeah. referee was diabolical, yeah. but the referees are diabolical every single week. Like, yeah. the ref- so the, it is the, what it is. It's not, yeah. The, before I got diverted onto just saying that Ben Thompson can hold his head up and the rest of them should have a long, hard look in a mirror. The point I was making was exactly that. We can talk about how shit the referee was and he was but the excuse isn't that the referee did us the excuse is we were fucking abysmal that was the best part of the of the <clears throat> post-match that Evans did was was that he didn't he did not even mention the referee yeah uh, he because he, he knows full well that that wasn't the reason why they lost that game sure it was he was diabolical and I'm sure it, it, deep down inside he'd love to have ripped a new one like he did Breakspear the other day but I actually one thing I was going to say I've been thinking about for a while is there's no benefit for for Evans to come out and slate a referee after a game because it just puts other referees backs up because they're all it also just doesn't it also doesn't change. It just doesn't change anything, does it? Like he's doing it because he wants to. If anything, if anything, we keep getting fucked over by refs. But all that it does is get some, get clubs them all together. They get yeah, their and backs they're going to they're 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 clamp do down. They're going to clamp down on every little thing that that you try and get away with, whether it be, you know, Rayner having a go at the fourth <laughs> official, or whether it be Evans having a go at the fourth official. You just ask him for trouble constantly. We all know Breakspear is a terrible referee. Him coming out after Portsmouth and basically saying that he's, you know, he doesn't think he's biased, he's just rubbish, I don't think does anyone any favours. And that's why he was smart enough, I think, on Saturday to realise that wasn't the, the, you know, it wasn't even worth mentioning. And obviously came out with the whole that we didn't respect them. I don't think it was a case that we didn't respect them. I just think we got beaten by a team that wanted it more. And I don't, I don't think no, that's down think- necessarily to respect. I think that's more down to on the day we just didn't get it right. No, but I think it, I think I, th- I think regardless regardless of the the starting eleven that plays, um, we've we've got enough quality, and there should be enough tactical nous amongst that eleven to win that game. Without is, without where... without needing to, without needing to, without needing to be set up in a particular way to do it, if I'm being completely honest, the reason the reason we didn't is because as fans we can think that as players you can't think that because if you go into a game thinking that you're gonna have a fucking how much harder time because you're just not gonna try as hard. It was complacency, it was arrogance, and I think that breed that is bred from a lack of a lack of respect for your opposition. Uh, at the end of the day, I also I also would say yes, we have the quality. But we don't have that quality in depth. So when Dan Butler is out, you're playing Nick Freeman at left back, who is, let's face it, not left back. Their game plan was immediately attack their left hand side. And you can't blame them for that. Because it works. Mm-hmm. And and the second half they changed it up to make us more defensively stable. They put Van Kooten out to right back, they put Luther out to left back. But that strength and depth, when Kane Smith isn't isn't fit available whatever was going on with him well, you don't have a backup left back you're in a situation where you're you're essentially what hoping and praying that every single player that we have in that first 11 is fit otherwise you're down to bare bones again yeah I think um, I think everyone's got his post-match um, comments spot on to be fair there's no point blaming refs and I, I, I don't think we I don't think we showed them 
um, too little respect, to be honest with you. I think we got beaten by them. They took their penalty well. They then pounded and worked super hard that second half, chasing every ball, making us have to smash it up the pitch. And it just doesn't look good on a manager if, if you get beaten by a lower league team like that and make excuses. You just You just brush it brush it off congratulate the team and um, yeah he, he, he did mention our, our chances which I think was right because we did have about four or five on another day we could have won that game 5-1 um, but yeah they got their penalty took it and then they just in proper non-league style on the plastic pitch I'm not one for making excuses but they're horrible to play on we've played Stevens have played on them not they obviously trained on one the other day but um, that obviously does go to Maidstone's advantage they're not they're not great places to come to if you're if you're used to grass but um yeah they just they just did the job they came got a 1-0 lead and I don't think they really got much of another chance they got their luck with the missed chances hitting the bar hitting the post and then they just ran the ran the game out and and into the fourth round it was disappointing but I mean unfortunately we can't we can't win them all it was a disappointing it was it was it was disappointing because it would have been nice to have Nick the goal at the end just because the Maidstone lot were quite quite um, how do I put it atmospheric they were they're quite <laughs> loud and they, they did create they, I thought I quite enjoyed it in the away end when it was it was obviously a split away end I haven't been in one of those for a while um, but it would have been awesome just to have got one goal and just given it back to them but we we, we fell short of that and I thought Elico, we played a George Elikobi team and it had some absolute units in it I mean I very rarely see Stevenage get Stevenage players get smashed off the ball, but half the team were massive, and just literally any fifty-fifty knocking knocking the Stevenage players right off the ball, and that, it was a proper it was a proper George Ilacobi squad that, and we just <laughs> just we just got I don't think I don't think we expected a proper physical game, but they did I think they beat That's- us in the physical area. You're absolutely spot on, Mikey, but that's where the tactics got went wrong is because we ended up yeah. playing the tactically. We played it to their, to their advantage. Whereas if we'd actually said, right, you know what, we're, we're a better side than these lot. Let's knock the ball around quickly, knock it around their feet. They don't want it there. They don't want to be chasing shadows the entire game. Like Instead, what we did is, is lumped it up to to nobody, realistically, but we lumped it up to Hemmings and, and Reed for... The centre half, whose name was already I've already forgotten, is heading away every single time. So it's it's one of those ones that it just 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 got it wrong. And and at the end of the game, the only thing I all I could think about was was you know what that's just a missed opportunity because you get into the fourth round, decent chunk of money. Like we've got our strength from this team in January. You have to. If you don't, I think we'll end up being quite comfortably just a mid-table team in this league. There's several areas that we need to focus our efforts on. That's a few quid that could have helped pay towards that. I think, Nate, you said that Wallace walked out absolutely seething, and I'm not surprised because for him, it's a missed opportunity financially. For the club, it's a missed opportunity financially. I know Ipswich away isn't a massively sexy draw that we would all would have wanted if we'd got through, but... Even so, you would have gone in there. You would have probably fancied it a little bit because FA Cup games, whilst Ipswich are flying at, in the Championship, they're a bit different. They might go and make two, three changes, thinking we want to focus on the league and they make several changes, and all of a sudden, you know, we've we, you know we've had our own upsets in the past. We've thing beaten is, teams that we shouldn't have. Thing is, it's a uh, Portman Road, what thirty thousand seater stadium. Forty five percent of that gate would be, yeah. It's just fucking, a missed opportunity. Fucking massive. That that could easily cost us 
two decent signings in January. Yeah. By by not winning on on Saturday, they could. Yep. That's the reality of it. And Daryl Walden coming me- back, maybe. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of media wise that none of the other teams apart from Eastley got a replay didn't they yeah. and it, we were all over BBC Sport on yeah. the news on Sky it doesn't it's never what you want to see I heard us Stone United through Stevenage crash out it's like uh, it didn't want to be we didn't want to be that team and unfortunately we were my, my missus had the radio on and it was like the first thing that was brought up on fucking Radio 1 on the news yeah. at lunchtime, I'm like, fuck off. Five, five live on the way back. Five, five <clears throat> on the way back had, I think it was Gillingham Sheffield United on comms. And Ooh. I swear to God, it was every four minutes. They had Nathan Jones and whoever the commentator was there mentioning, oh, and if you missed it, and I was just like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> like, it's I, just I, depressing. I listened to Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. That was the mood that I was in. <laughs> uh, mm. Let's not talk about that fucking shit show anymore. Let's talk about this weekend's shit show. Um, we travelled to Shrewsbury. Um, uh, before we get into that, let's just actually, because there were games this weekend in League One, because some of the other teams are just a little shitter than us. Um, Fleetwood lost uh, 3-1 at home against Derby. Uh, Exeter won 2-1 at home against Carlisle. Cheltenham beat Portsmouth 2-1, which is a fucking massive result for them because, do you remember, they didn't score for like three months. Or, it felt like three months at least. Um, Burton won, Wickham won, uh, Port Vale 3, Charlton 3, which uh, I know somebody was there and they said it was a fucking absolute riot of a game. Um, so I wish I'd gone there instead. No, I don't. I wish I hadn't gone anywhere. Um, to the table going into Saturday, Fleetwood at bottom uh, on 18 points. Carlisle on 20 points. Um, who've, Carlisle have just signed uh, Harrison Neal. Good signing uh, for them. Um, Barrow fans will be apoplectic that he's gone there after having a good season there last year. Um, Cheltenham, uh, he had... I thought they'd climbed out of the relegation those zones, but they're not. They're still there. 23 points. Reading on 23 points. Exeter, 26 points. Cambridge and Wigan on 27. Then you've got Burton on 28 points. Wickham, 29 points. Then Shrewsbury, Vale and Charlton all on 30 points. Orient and Lincoln in 32 points. That brings us up to 10th. Your Bristol Rovers, 34 points. Northampton, 36 points. Blackpool, 39 points. And Stevenage, just outside the... the uh, I'll say relegation. God, that's harkening back to it's muscle memory, that. Um, just outside the playoffs with 43 points, uh, only behind Barnsley on that Port Vale goal difference uh, on 43 points as well. Then you've got Oxford on 46, Derby and Peterborough on 49, Bolton on 51, and Portsmouth up the top of the pile with 53 points. Uh, Bolton have got two games in hand. Uh, Barnsley have got two games in hand. But Stevenage have actually got a game in hand now. So it's flipped a little bit, hasn't it? Anyway, go on. on that game in hand, Nate, I was just thinking, uh, you mentioned Cambridge. It did, it did cross my mind that obviously that game got cancelled. So the players did have a little bit of a break between that and it. I mean, that's no 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 excuses, but it does kind of think to me, I, I wish we if we had got that game. Sometimes when you miss a game like that, you think, all oh, right, they're, they're nice and rested. But sometimes you do lose a bit of that momentum. Especially that like, cancellation would have thrown quite a few things off. Especially after humping um, 
Northampton. Northampton on Boxing yeah. Day. It's a really yeah. opportunity to do and do another job on. Let's be honest, a pretty terrible Cambridge side. Um, yeah. Not as bad as last year, but still not very good this year. Um, it would have been a really good opportunity to get a little bit more momentum in those legs and drive us on. Um, yeah. And and instead, we've lost two on the spin now and. I don't know. I've, I I can fully feel the wind being taken out of my sails. Someone's pissing on my chips. Um, anyway, let's talk about Shrewsbury. Um, I suppose uh, they're fifteenth. Um, one nine drawn three lost fourteen. Um, they've only scored seventeen goals this season. That's abysmal, isn't it? Minus nine score on five. Yeah. Um, what are they good at? Uh, they're strong in the air. That's about it. Yeah, they've got good good in the air defensively. That's about it. Um, they're really weak on the counter-attack. They miss a lot. They create quite a lot, but they also miss a lot of those goals um, that they should be scoring. Um, a bit like Stevenage last season and at times this season. Um you can expect to see a lot of long balls forwards um, down the flanks and then they try and get the ball across into the middle from wide. Um, they're probably strongest down the left um, and they do like pinging off quite a lot of shots from well outside the box, which is probably why their conversion rate is pish. I remember I think- watching uh, the first home game this season was against Shrewsbury and I, I was very underwhelmed by them I thought this lot definitely not one were definitely not one league above us we, we, we were all over them comfortably them 2-0 I think it was so I'd like to hope that we can repeat the same again and they've just come off they've just they just got Wrexhamed at the weekend I think it was 1-0 yeah they lost 1-0 Wrexham, yeah. yeah Wrexham treating it as if it was like a huge result despite having a budget probably about 10 times as big as Shrewsbury's um, so they might want to bounce back from that because I know it's it's not well Wrexham's just crossing the border isn't it so it might be not the best time to play them but we, we need we need to get we need to get back on the back on back on back on track we do. they've lost they've lost five of the last six and mm. they've lost to uh, some pretty shit teams in that period as well. You, you look at... The only team they've uh, the beaten is... Cheltenham and Burton. Yeah, so Cheltenham and Burton they lost to. I think both of them were away though. Um, yeah, it's one are. of those ones, to be honest with you, more than anything, you, you just want to see a reaction. Like yeah. uh, That's all I want to see on, on Saturday is I just want to see a reaction from, from that team. Whatever team gets chucked out there, whoever's fit, whoever's, whoever's going to play, however we set up tactically, I just want to see a reaction. And because before Christmas and before that Cambridge game, you know, we, we were looking in relatively good shape. I, I don't, I still think the strength and depth element I was referring to earlier is was was a problem. Then there's no doubt, but we just we just we just lost all the momentum that this season and this season can easily fizzle out if we don't start getting it right and getting it right quickly. And, and Saturday yep. is the, the perfect opportunity to go and do that against a you know a pretty poor side, not a great side. I mean, fifteenth in the league, you kind of think they'll. You know, they're not relegation fodder necessarily, but they're they're very much a one trick pony and they're um, up front, they just lump it up too. And for me, this has to be a game you just go and win and win it comfortably. If they cut if they can't turn their fortunes around really quickly, they will be right in that relegation scrap. They're not far they're not far off of it. And 
yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for, for them. Um, talking about squad depth, uh, uh, news is that we're on the verge of signing uh, MK Don's technically first choice goalkeeper, but doesn't play all the time. Um, Craig Mac, what is that? Gillivery. I'm <laughs> fucking clear, mate. Um, <laughs> McGivory, I think it is. Yeah. Have they given him away? Oui. Could he be Mac Giveaway? Probably time to wrap up then. Uh. <laughs> I've got um, one bit of trivia for you on the uh, on the old Shrewsbury thing because it was bothering me because I kept saying, you know, do you know what their nick? Do you know what their nickname is? Salops. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know? How, do you know where that comes from? Uh, I I did uh, back when we played them last time, and I've forgotten. Uh. It's not. It's nothing. I, I I kept seeing hashtag salop. Yeah, I know it's from Stevenage face salop, and I was like, what is um, salop? It's an old name. It's a really it's like, old old name it, for Shrewsbury. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like an ancient ancient. I was gonna say. I think name. it's. I think it comes from like the Roman, some Roman shit, doesn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, some was Roman some shit. Language. Some Roman. Some Roman <laughs> shit. What's <laughs> that? Is salop. I, I couldn't sound That's terminology. I couldn't sound more uneducated if I tried. Could I? Sorry. <laughs> um, what I wanted to say was, I think I thought it came from the uh, like the town's like Latin motto. Oh, when I chatted into Google, it said it was an ain't like a really old name for Shrewsbury. Um, so I, I don't know if I, I don't know if which which one's correct, but I just found it such a strange. Imagine cheering cheering on a team called Salop. Like, come on, you Salop. They just shout it constantly over and over again as well from my experience. That's literally all I remember from being away when we got beaten against them several years ago. Just constantly hearing, solo, solo, solo. Um, yeah, it's an old name for the English county of Shropshire. Yeah. Oh, old, oh sorry, got that wrong then. That's a trivia. My, um, the old name for Shropshire. I've, I've got a nice little bit of, of trivia for us to end with. My mum used to live in Shrewsbury. That's it. Nothing else. So she, Just that. She's ex. She's ex Salop. Then she's a Villa fan, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so she's slipped through the net of the Salop. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so Nate, you could have been. You could have been if your mum had chosen the Salop. You could have been a Shrewsbury fan. As if. <laughs> anyway, I've had enough. So we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us, Mikey. It's a pleasure. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you got a disappointing um, result. But... You got uh, got anything in the works at the moment? Do you with know e- what? With I, ETZ? I've got I've got one small sort of hoodie idea that honestly, it, I, I just hadn't. I haven't had any. I've been too busy travelling to Maidstone and back to to put my head down. <laughs> to I should. I knew I should have stayed at home. But when I got offered a ticket, I was like, "No, nah, I'm going." But I've got one sort of hoodie idea. Uh, I won't give away the design, but um, I'm hoping to get that sorted in the next. Well, whilst it's still, well, it's getting cold. So, right. it's, it's proper all, jumper and uh, nice. hoodie season. It's all, it's all right. We're not the sort to steal your ideas. Um, <laughs> um So, uh, just, just if, just on the off chance that people listening haven't seen your, seen your stuff, just let, yeah. let people know where they can find you. Of course, yeah. So, um, it's at East Terrace Club on Twitter, Facebook, and. Instagram um, I've got a website on there with the links um, the links are all in the, the bios and what have you um, yeah please do feel free to drop us a follow we like to 
get a bit of uh, interaction and have a bit of a laugh on there. So, um, yeah, please do get involved. If you like bucket hats, Mikey's... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my bread and butter of products. So I, I don't like... I, I can't stand bucket hats, me. They, they don't fit, they don't fit my massive head. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair, Nate. Some people love them, some people hate them. But... Um, <laughs> That's what. Uh, that's yeah. That was. That's where we started. But there's a few other bits on there: jumpers, t-shirts, a couple of mugs, um, and yeah, just just uh, just head to head to the socials and get involved. Lovely. All right. Well, again, thanks for joining us. Pleasure to have you here. Thanks again, Nate. No worries. And uh, Greg, Pat. Bye, Nate. Always a pleasure, lads. Absolutely. That's more enjoyable than the game was, in fact. <laughs> oh, 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 so much more enjoyable than the game. It's more positive anyway. than the game. Uh, I don't know. At least at least there was sort of hope as much as it sort of dwindled through the game. I don't know why we're talking about it again. Fuck's sake, Greg. <laughs> Up the borough. <laughs> Woo! One last question: Are you, are you actually will you be, you boys be wanting Maidstone to beat Ipswich, or do you want Ipswich just to put them out? Couldn't give a I'm shit. Not really sure. I, I, I want Ipswich to, <laughs> to put them. fuck them up. <laughs> fuck <enough>. them up. <laughs> you want you, you want a six nil? Six are you lost? Are you lost? You fucking lost. Are you lost? <laughs> <laughs> you know the people doing that have been to like five games in the last decade as well. When, when, he, when, he, when, he, put, when he put his hands up, you could see like the webbing. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 this is going at the end, where the bit past where nobody listens anymore. <laughs> what, about 20 minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm you, should just, do tw- you should you should do a tweet thing. You have to tweet a specific word if you you listened right to the end and see how many people actually did. All right, tweet salop, tweet salop. If if you've listened, if you've listened, <laughs> listened this far, tweet us. Uh, I don't know, webbed fingers. <laughs> no, no. What was it? Get, get, um, what was what was Greg just saying a minute ago? Before. You're lost. Tweet, you're lost. Tweet, yeah, tweet, hashtag, you're lost. <laughs> there you go. Tweet us, tweet us, hashtag, you're lost. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm literally, it's still only going on because I'm waiting for either Greg or Pat to woo. I already wooed. Woo! Did you? Oh, well, well there we go. We've, we've got we've double woo for you. Uh, this is definitely going right at the very end of the podcast. This has been an absolute fucking shambles. Woo! What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.